that Orm is just kind of the interim chief. Has anybody ever been in that position here where like your boss Where goes I was away? the chief to my village while everyone was yeah. non raping and pillaging? <laughs> yeah, specifically. No. <laughs> Welcome everyone to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just its first televised episode, and ignoring anything we might know about the future run of that show, rate it and decide if that's a show that we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're talking about Norseman. Norseman went 18 episodes through three seasons on NRK1 in Norway originally, now on Netflix. Today we're talking about episode one, which was called The Homecoming, originally airing October 21st, 2016. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me as always, the guys, Joe, Nick, Ferg, and Gordo. What's going on, guys? Hey yo. Yo. <laughs> Open your mouth, Gordo. Don't bite. <laughs> hey, uh, all right. I knew uh, that was gonna be the scene. I knew it. <laughs> so so for those of you listening, Gordo has just shown up in a makeshift Viking hat. A fedora uh, with horns. Yes, yeah. a fedora. I love that you had a fedora kicking around that you could horn. The Thank Viking you. Helmet is more appropriate than the fedora, my lady. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought I thought he got kicked out of the Zoom call. To be completely honest, and I was doing the intro, and I was prepared to say, "All right, guys, let's just take a pause until he comes back." And then this stupid shit just popped up. <laughs> Blue painters tape. Yeah. <laughs> well, in case you, you don't want to get the horns on the actual uh, hat, right? You need to keep a safe space. Well, I mean, Gord, did you say Milady? Didn't we already cover that terrible TV show? No, not Milady. Milady. Yes. Oh, uh, I got you, Milady, because I have a fedora with horns yeah. on. You should actually. Could you have a shirt made to go with that that says "I'm so fedorny"? <laughs> how about how about I'm so fedorny because we're Vikings. Stop. All right. Well, this well, is going down for listening. Quickly. All right. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> See you next week, folks. Yet. All right. Thank you. <laughs> goodbye. All right. So, um. All right. So we're before I even get into the asking you guys what you've seen or not, I want to get into a couple of little things. I said at the top of the episode, Norseman originally aired in Norway, where it was um, called Viking Gang. Viking Gang. I'm sorry. I'm. I don't speak. Um, yeah, it's, it's Norwegian Gang or something. I don't. It's not yeah, an English and, word. Right. And that went um. That went it, so we're at three seasons, and um, there's six episode seasons, which is a lot like how things tend to work in the UK. I don't know if that's typical in Norway and a lot of the European countries, but it that's exactly how things seem to go there. Yeah, the only other Norwegian show I've ever seen is um, Lilyhammer, which is another Netflix show that's um, Little Steven is in that. I think the girl from this, the like head Viking girl, is also Lilyhammer, if I if I think correctly, but. I don't. I think that was a longer season, but I think that's made in Norway, but it's American produced, so maybe it's more. Oh, uh, okay. I forget. And then, yeah, to move on with this show here, Norseman. Um, who was aware of it? Who's seen it? Anybody? I've seen it all. I've seen all it. actually, I'm pretty sure I've seen it all. I might not have though, but I, I've seen most of it at least. Yeah, I've seen all three seasons. I, I've uh, never heard of this. Yeah, I never even heard of it. Me too. Never heard of it. Is that true? Third season's a prequel. Ferg, can you confirm? No. 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 That's what I read when I was doing my research, that it said the third season takes place before the first episode of the first season. I don't remember, to be honest. I haven't watched the third season in a long time. I don't remember any prequels, though. I just know it got canceled, and then they made an announcement saying, like, 
no, don't worry, the characters aren't dead. We're going to do stuff with them, and they haven't done shit. Well, uh, I'm not all sure right, what well, the COVID situation's like in Norway, but a lot of stuff has been probably halted because of that, you know? Yeah, and regardless, today we're going to be talking about strictly episode one anyway, so I guess anything about season three and beyond is slightly irrelevant for us right now. Ferg, you were the one who picked this week's episode. Uh, any particular reason why you wanted to cover it? Not really. I just, I, a lot of my choices is stuff that I, I'm not positive. I usually think Joe and Gordo will like, because I try to get <laughs> the majority from my picks, so all my picks will win. So, so they're, yeah, so they're all, t- <laughs> you have a strategy. <laughs> It's 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 very funny. I already you know? knew Nick was a fan. To Nick talk was the one who showed me the show. It, it's just funny that you approach it that way. If we're you know to tangent off before we really get into the episode, because I think like when I make picks, sometimes I pick shows that I I like, but I think I think more about the content and like just kind of like doing things we haven't done. Whereas you were playing this like a game and you want to win all of your episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know win we were playing Mike a Furlong's game. money. Yeah. <laughs> Wow! And if, well, if you said w- you pick something I would like, but I've historically liked everything terrible that no one else has liked, so it's <laughs> right. a pretty easy game there. But yeah, let's um let's just get right into the episode. So the show starts off. Um, we see like a shot of a boat sailing across like this beautiful mountainous landscape, and you have uh, music playing. And we talked about it before the episode started our episode. But how would you peg this music? Is this like authentic to Viking times? I, I, don't, I don't. I don't like. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't like, around. I wasn't it around seems the fitting. times, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, your hat would say otherwise, Gordo, yeah. so we just assumed you'd have knowledge. <laughs> Gordo loves a good Viking helmet. I do. <laughs> good lord. But, uh, yeah, so we have the music playing, and <laughs> we just see, like, shots of the boat, and um, then some people rowing in unison, and nobody's speaking. All you can really hear is the music playing from the score of the of the show, and then kind of the oars hitting the, wa- um, the water, and a uh, little bit of, like, chickens. There's some chickens on the boat. But at this point, it's a very serious tone, the way it's being shot. It's very cinematic. Um, for all of you who hadn't seen I guess just for Gordo and Joe and myself, what were your early impressions just seeing this opening scene? I didn't know, to be honest, what to... It, obviously, it's a sitcom, because we wouldn't cover it if it wasn't. But I had a hard time believing that this was a sitcom, yeah, just me, from the I mean, first very, shot. Very, it's very cinematic. I feel like this show is like a lot of shows we watch where I always have the stupid preconceived notion that I can't shake. Like the league where I was like, I hate football. Why would I watch this? And then you watch it and you're like, oh, I get it now. Right away, I was like, I don't want to watch some fucking show about Vikings. I don't give a shit about this. And then the first scene, you're like, okay, well, this is beautiful, but I don't give a shit about this. And then things take a weird turn momentarily. But I just thought it was insanely cinematic. And I also thought that Norway was really, really pretty. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right off the bat, that that f- one of the first establishing shots of them in like the river between the two in like the valley. I was like, damn, I would like to go there. A lot of the and, fjords is what they're called, I believe. So. And Gordo, you touched on it earlier, and we've debated this a little bit internally. But to take it to the airwaves, is this a sitcom? Ah, uh, I mean, it, it is a situational comedy. It did have more laughter. I guess like it, it it induced more laughter than um I would say drama or other emotions. So the line the line between comedy and sitcom is very thin, especially when you consider yeah. the com in sitcom stands for comedy. Right. So like Yeah. It, I mean you can you everybody's can in a situation a few different ways, yeah. I'm always torn. I, I kinda lean towards I don't view this as a sitcom. I it's one of those like 
every sitcom is a comedy, not every comedy is a sitcom. It it does ride that line a little bit, but I, it's to go by its straight <laughs> definition, I guess you could consider it a sitcom, but I, I don't really know what that like deciding factor is at this point because we do see so many shows that aren't shot the typical old school 90s sitcom way, you know? So things have changed a bit. But I think this is pushing that line a little bit more than maybe some other shows we've seen. I said Netflix defines it as a sitcom. Well, they have to put it in a category so yeah, you can I click mean, on it. Categorized through an algorithm. But I mean, like, look, I personally think this is a sitcom. Is it leaning outwards to something else a little bit? Maybe. But I don't know. I don't see this being. I don't know. If, it, if what we did in Shadows didn't take place in. That's what I'm saying. Day, I got a lot of what we do in the similar. Shadows vibes from this. Like, what we do in the Shadows and, you know, Dave. Dave is probably the least sitcom show we've done. I feel like this was more sitcom than Dave was. And by the way, are these all Ferg picks? Yeah, yeah, I think was, it was. Yeah. Dave yeah, was Dave me. Was <laughs> and what we pick. do in the shadows, is that also you? Wasn't I that believe that was a community pick. Yeah, that oh, that might have been because that fell into um the October month. Yeah. Yeah. Gregor. Well, no, I went through today and I listed all the shows that we've done that were not specifically listed as sitcoms. And Dave ghosted what we do in the shadows, Scrubs, and The Good Place. None of those are actually listed as sitcoms. Interesting. Really? That is interesting. I, I really want to know who made that list and like what their criteria was. It's just was. Google. And when you Google something, it says American sitcom or American comedy. And those yeah, all say Google. American comedies. Joe, uh, you know what's funny? I, I, I've been meaning to mention this privately amongst us, but I'll say it now. I would love to get a, a video montage at one point together. Every time you give a hypothetical name, you always go with Greg. Every <laughs> single time. It's Greg been pointed out to me before, and it's not on purpose. I'm just always like, I don't know, fucking Greg Staples or whatever. Can't yeah, keep it's the door always, open. Yeah, it's, always Greg. it's always Greg. And I forget, like, it was either a week or two back, I was listening back to one of our episodes, and I'm like, why is it always fucking Greg every single time? Seems Greg like an Inferior? Easier... Was it Greg Inferior? Yep, he said, for Superior was, Donuts, yeah. he said Greg Inferior. Oh, yeah, Greg Inferior. <laughs> I'm so happy about that joke. To those of you who want to go back, uh, listen to Superior Donuts was um, two weeks ago. Um, great episode, so give that a listen. But yeah, let's get back into Norseman. So now we're back on the boat, and Arvid stands to address everyone on the ship, and he's kind of like one of the main Vikings that we see throughout this episode. And as soon as he starts to speak, he gets cut off by Rufus, who first starts to complain about the conditions on the boat and like how long they've gone without water. Arvid tries to continue speaking so he can tell them some practical information because... He said some of these people have never been in Norway, and again, Rufus cuts him off. He's trying to inform Arvid that he has uh, family in Norway, so he kind of knows the language. And he's like, yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, I have a world-class ear for languages. And Arvid's like, that's amazing. And uh, well, we can understand each other. <laughs> and at this point, is it already like clear to you guys what the situation is, like what Rufus is? Because he doesn't seem aware. Is it obvious yet yeah. to you? So I knew, no. but I, I was curious to see if you knew what his role was. It took I me a couple more it. lines before I got it. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe a little later on. So we'll, I guess we'll speak on it in a minute then before we really talk about it. I will say, no. I think this is like the funniest way to start this to show that it's slightly a comedy. That like, because, you know, if you watch any of these like period yeah. dramas or whatever, like Kelsey right now is watching one that takes place in Russia and everybody speaks in English, but with a British accent. And I was like, wait, what is happening in this show? <laughs> I love it, though, because his character get like extreme like Chris Elliott vibes from um, Cabin Boy. Oh, yes. I can see that. <laughs> gotta stop him before he, puts, before he puts his dirty hands on the filthy whore I think is the <laughs> cabin boy line and and you know what I couldn't shake from the second uh, Arvid first popped up and when he started to talk and I think it was kind of his, his accent and dialect that, that went with it a little 
he just reminded me of Kevin Owens. WWE superstar Kevin Owens. I could see ah, that. You know, yeah. there was That's something good, there, yeah. and, and that was it. That that is it. I, I never it's something thought about that, though, something yeah. about his tone and accent. So I, once There's it popped in my head, parents sim- similarity too. Like yeah, they look yeah, similar. yeah. They have parents, a similar yeah. look, like similar like build, and then their just their tone of voice was so close well, that I I couldn't drop it the entire time. Kevin Owens is a native French speaker, isn't he? Like he French, yeah, yeah he's French. So English was his second language, so there Correct. is like an accent there that you probably don't really notice. But. Right. But I just, I couldn't shake it the entire episode. Yeah. Now that you said that, <laughs> I uh, never I saw it until you said it. Now I can't unsee it yeah. <laughs> or unhear it. And then, um, from that point, we, we cut to the top of the mountain where we see this man leading a bunch of older gentlemen and they're all in like, like these big white underwear. And, uh, it's for Adastoop, which, um, apparently it's like a sacrificial ceremony where elders jump off the mountain. Did anybody see this coming as it came up? Because I immediately thought of, so, I don't know if anyone's seen Midsummer. No. Yeah. I have not. Okay. Well, there is, Midsummer is similar with Swedish instead of Norwegian, but they do this whole thing. As it came up, I was like, are they going to do the Midsummer thing where people just jump off the fucking cliff? And then it happened. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. So this, um, this whole scene is in like, the f- this is the first trailer I ever saw for the show was they just kind of put both parts of, of that cliff scene together. And I was like, oh, this is funny. It reminds me of Monty Python. Like, just their dialogue and how, like, they, well, n- no, I don't want to jump, actually. After one <laughs> dies, but, like, yeah, that that's what won me over on the show in general. And I, I kept watching after Nick suggested it to me. Like, the, the, this very scene is what the whole reason why you, watch, you watched it for the show. Just so you guys know, this Atastupa is actually a real thing. Yeah, um, yeah. It, I, I didn't know that. Uh yeah, so everything on a, the show is accurate. Yeah, they the just name, put a comedy spin on it, but Cinecide. You get too old, you become a burden. Oh, so what's funny about that is I'm just gonna say, like, you think that word would get around. You know what I mean? Like, because if your culture is that like, hey, people get to be like sixty or whatever, or these guys are like forty two or whatever, they send you off the cliff or whatever, that like you would know that as your time was coming and maybe you'd like skedaddle away beforehand. Well, well they're promised to go to Valhalla if they do. Yeah, you got to remember, like times like this, like this culture is so strongly tied into their religion and gods that there's no like, for the most part, no fear in the afterlife because there's the assurance that it's there. So, when it's your turn to go to Valhalla, then that's almost a good thing. So you're you're leaving Earth in an honorable way. So you know you should, in theory, surely go there. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But yeah, so we see a man named Bjorn. He's the first one who's asked to go since he's the oldest. And he's like a little hesitant, but you know, like I was saying earlier, he was reminded that it's this great act of honor. So, you know, I like finally the line like, here was like one of them one of the other guys leans into him and goes, Yeah, you know, honor is kind of a big thing around here. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he finally musters up the cards and you just get him yell like to Valhalla, and he just—it's this nice, kind of beautiful, wide shot of like a like a waterfall, and you just see him like slowly, like this little speck on the screen, just fall <laughs> down until you hear like the splat when he gets to the ground, and I, everyone I, rushes I over the ledge. Too, I was like, are they gonna try to go in the water? Yeah, it didn't sound they, like he hit water. <laughs> did not sound like he hit the water at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what they were. I didn't know what they were doing at first, so I was like, okay, I've been meant to just jump in the water. And no, but he, even if you hit water from that height, you would not survive. Harrison Ford did it. Just Maybe saying. Yeah. That's true. He did. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He was escaping the, the janitor from Scrubs. What I liked is um, after, <laughs> after he hit, you see all of the other guys just kind of crowd up and look over the ledge. 
and uh, one of the other ones just goes, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love when the one word just says everything. Yeah, because they show the like the shot of the ground, it, but it's so tiny and insignificant. It's not like gory. Like you just see kind of you look close, a little bit of a body, like all the way at the bottom. I can't to imagine me, what what that must be like to have to like. I don't even think the jumping is the worst part of that. I imagine the walking there is the worst part of that. Barefoot to get in to your the top of the mountain, uphill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, knowing yeah. what's about to happen. Like I'm sure, like when it's like dead man walking, like that part must suck the most, right? No, I would say knowing that you're next would probably be the suckiest part. Yeah, going first has an advantage, I guess. Yeah. Not in this case. Watch not, yeah, not, not this times. time around. Yeah, never, yeah, not <laughs> yeah no, going case, last yeah. is definitely worse when, you, worse when you keep, like, seeing it happen. Going first, at least you don't have to deal with that. And uh, I, uh, to me, you know, you guys said maybe a little bit earlier, picked up on the vibe of the show. This, to me, was the first time that it really stapled in that this is a comedy. Because the dialogue earlier on on the boat was funny, but it was very dry. Not that this wasn't dry. But this was done in a, a little bit more of a comedic way that it really like stapled it in for me. Like, oh, this is the kind of show that we're about to watch. Yeah, it's a little goofier. Yeah, this is right at the point where I was like, okay. I mean, on the boat, you could kind of tell the way that, is it Arvin? Is this Arvid. Name? Arvid, okay. The way that like he was David talking. David with an R. Arvid. Um, <laughs> like when he was going back and forth with uh, the slave and he was going, oh, wow, that's that's amazing. That's great. Um, you know, that's kind of the point where it, the wheels started turning for me, but I really couldn't, I, I really couldn't peg it yet as a comedy. I just thought that maybe it was kind of funny lines thrown into, uh, you know, a, a, a drama. Like sometimes they do, they can't be all serious all the time. Right. Well, they play a lot of these jokes, super dry. We get back on the boat and Arvid, He's still trying to give this welcome speech to all the uh, the newcomers who are on the boat with them, and uh, Rufus just he won't shut up. <laughs> and now he's talking about the pay, in which he finds out that there is none. And I think this we were talking about earlier. I think this is when it really drives home. Like, okay, they're slaves. <laughs> so Rufus doesn't know that, but th- that is the case. And even and we'll talk about it later. Rufus doesn't get it for quite a while. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like to think really what doesn't. was his thought process? What did he think was happening? Because they do discuss a very large amount of pillaging and other activities. Yeah, maybe he wasn't around for that part. <laughs> did he like come <laughs> like, home? For yeah, work? Was like, I think are, the point is, is he's clearly yeah. not bright. Like, sure. right? he's just uh, a little bit aloof. He was like, after a long day, he finally showed up to the village and like get on the boat. He's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's when finally um, Olaf, who's like the Chief Chieftain is that Chief Chieftain Chieftain yeah Chieftain um that's when Olaf he stands up from behind Arvid so now now you get the vibe this is the guy who's actually in charge and um he walks over to Rufus and he asks if Rufus isn't happy with the information flow and when Rufus continues on to talk he just punches him straight in the face and walks away <laughs> and, now, <laughs> and did, anybody, did you guys see that yeah <laughs> you're my witness did anybody see that. Yeah, because he just, he doesn't get it, right? He doesn't, like, we're slaves now. Like, the rest of the guys, they seem to understand. Like, yeah, they all saw you get punched in the face. This is the rest of your life now. Yeah, everybody's resigned to their status at this point. Everyone's just, like, letting it happen and just sad about it. I do love when he yells, there's something seriously wrong with my nose, which I think is <laughs> the best yeah. thing to yell. I hope I never break a bone ever yeah. again, but if I do, that's what I'm yelling. And then uh, I like that privately after that, Olav and Arvid are talking and, Olaf feels like maybe he, like, was that a little too much? He's like, I don't really like to rule with fear. 
Yeah, he this did what like he had to do, but he felt guilty. The show goes through it a lot, but they find ways to make things humorous that like are fairly touchy. Like slavery. yeah, like rape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one is the big one later on, where it's like, wow, I can't believe they like danced around this and made it work. Oh, yeah, it's, it's tricky, right? The rest. <laughs> it's, Does it get wilder? Lots more rape. I'll give you that. Oh boy. Oh boy. But, but I mean, hey, it's a it's it's a Viking show, right? Like that's part of what happened in those times. It's just very, it does. It's a it's a fine line to to figure out a way to approach that in a comedic way, and not like really upset people. But it, for us, I think they they wrote it fine. But <laughs> who just, knows how other people might perceive it? It's just funny though because. This poor guy's a slave now. He's like he's clearly the victim. He just got punched in the face. Um, these are like pillaging Vikings, and he gets hit in the face, and you're like, "Yeah, you piece of shit." <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down. I wrote that down later on. It's like for everything yeah. that happens to him, you never once feel bad for him. You're like, "This guy deserves everything that happened to him." Because not only is he, yeah. not only is he kind of dumb, he's also super entitled. For no reason. He thinks he deserves yeah. all this stuff. And um, even once he realizes where he is, he still feels entitled, which is really strange. <laughs> well, do you get, right. the, get the feeling that maybe he is of some importance of some sort in Italy? Because he's got the cape later on with his family crest on it. And he says it's really expensive. Uh, yeah, I mean, that could be so. part of it. But yeah, the character I... may be just like a rich dickhead from Italy. I took it as he was probably like a merchant. Like, that's kind of what I, I got the vibe from. That he was a merchant and... Maybe he thought that he was going to Norway to do merchant-y things. I don't well, understand I mean, at all how you thought that, but I'll go with it. What? No, I mean, he... he like, he was on a business trip on this boat? Was he going to take the I like that. with these people? What I like is yeah, that Gordo had a very just... simple thought, and Gordo was trying to figure out, how can I say this one quick thought for four minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, you know what? I'll just sit here with my Viking hat on, and I'll just <laughs> let you guys do the talking. Yeah, dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> well, anyways, um, we're back on the mountaintop now, and one of the other elders is talking to the man who brought them there, who... Uh, by the way, his name's Kark. Uh, I don't know if, I don't even know if it's said in this episode. He does. He announces himself later on. The the elder's wondering what's really the worst that can happen if he doesn't jump. And Kark says, well, this is to spare all of your families for, you know, having to take care of you guys at your old age. And he's like, but I'm only 47. He's like, I'm not that old. He's like, oh, I'm all right. It's pretty brutal. 47 put out the pasture. Yeah. He's like, it's just not tempting. And, you know, Kark's like, listen, I'm just a slave. I, I you know, I can't really make you guys do anything. If you don't want to jump, you know, I can't stop you. But can you at least do me a favor and just stay away from the village so nobody knows about it? They all agree and they just kind of walk off. And like, so now they're all just going to casually walk down the, where are they going to go? That's the thing I don't understand. It's like, you can't yeah, like go back to your village, village somewhere. Yeah. You're all just in your underwear. And like, if they all kind of follow similar, uh, similar rules, what are you going to just a bunch of old guys show up in their underwear and just like casually just sit down by the fire like nobody notices? I wonder if maybe there's like an old village that like people just sneak off to. Yeah. Old Hala. <laughs> where they filmed Cocoon. <laughs> so stupid. Old Hala. <laughs> I like um also as they're walking away, um Cox just goes like, okay, bye. <laughs> like as all casually walking away. I do love his positioning here though, where he's like, I don't care what you do. I'm a slave and I got forced into some task. Like as long as it doesn't reflect poorly on me and I don't get more slave shit happening, then like go for it. Get out of here. Yeah, think about like just that task, like, hey Car, can you just walk these uh old guys all the way up that mountain real quick? It's like what? 
and make sure that they jump to their death. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just a slave. I can't tell you what to do. Yeah. I mean, that's a hard sell too, right? Like, and it doesn't work. He gets one guy to go. It's, it's going to be a pretty good salesman to convince people of that. Although I guess Valhalla seems to be like a pretty enticing place. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially, that's the goal, right? Like for all of them to end up there. So that's the like heaven you go to if you die on the battlefield. I thought I'm not, like I'm no expert death. in an honorable life. death. It, it doesn't matter how it is. It's just honorable. Right. And then um, there's a lot of cutting back and forth. So now we end up back on the boat again. Arvid is talking to Olav about how he's not excited to get back home. And he's like, pillaging's basically all he's really good for. He doesn't have a farm or a family or anything like that to return to. And Olav tells him that, you know, he's got a lot to offer. And Arvid's like, no, I really don't. <laughs> I live in a tent. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Olav's like, you know, we need to make a plan. You know, something that's so crazy that it might just work. <laughs> When we, when we get back home. And I, I thought it was funny that he used like such a, like a goofy line like that, like in Viking times, but he's just like, you know, a, a plan so crazy. It just might work. It was like a TGIF sitcom line. Like that's like an yeah. Urkel line. Yeah. It doesn't or fit like there Cody at all. from step by step would be like, dude, <laughs> and, uh, dude thought... I'm going to be my wife. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm just so good at pillaging. <laughs> what to what be I fair, thought... He lived in a van in the backyard. That's close enough to a tent. <laughs> step by step just a uh modern telling of uh norseman <laughs> yes i believe so i and believe so right step yeah. by step for sure a show that we're going to tackle one of these days um so we'll get we'll get to that at, at another time the um, cheese state what i thought was really weird was so right after that scene is when we get the title screen for the show which is really quick it just kind of says norseman real quick and um looks almost like it was carved or whittled into some sort of a textured thing i didn't know if it was wood or stone or what it was because it was a really quick dark shot it looks like it was designed by somebody on some competition show on the history channel yeah, yeah. but what i thought was really strange was we're six minutes into the episode when that happens yeah that's a long soft open yeah uh, i will say too yeah. i mean this is something i've noticed a lot more that i never thought of since we started doing this is how long an episode is and even in the world of no commercials for a lot of stuff now, most episodes are still like 21 minutes, 22 minutes right. long. When I started this yeah. and paused it, I always paused to see now, and I saw that it was like almost 31 minutes. Even a show I love, I was kind of like, oh, God, 31 minutes seems like a long time for a sitcom episode. Yeah, it's weird because you think, you know, a show running that long, it's tricky because even though they're formatted for Netflix now, and I don't know what Norway is like with their television structure and ads. But if it was to get picked up by a network, if it left Netflix and went to, say, NBC or anywhere for syndication, like, you would have to chop those episodes up heavily to be able to fit those in a half hour. And imagine taking eight minutes out of this show. Well, to be fair, I know, right. every, I know every scene that they would take out if, like, a yeah, scene. Yeah, I know what they would take out, whether <laughs> yeah. or not scenes you'd want to take <laughs> this show would be yeah. a whole lot funny, uh, less funny with yeah. all of the stuff they'd have to take out, taken out. And then, uh, yeah, from that intro, it's the first scene where we kind of get to the mainland, the, the actual village that they all live in. And it's it's more establishing shots. We talked about it before. This is the whole thing shot very cinematically. So we're just kind of seeing different shots of men working and carrying lumber around and children playing on the ground. And there's like tents everywhere. Most of these people seem to live in tents. And as all those establishing shots are happening, we're seeing Kark walk through the village. That's the slave who had all the older men on the mountain. And he eventually walks into the, the living area of the man who at that point I would assume was in charge whose name is Orm, and Orm asks him how the Atastoop went, and Kark's like, oh, it was great. 
you'll never see any of them again. <laughs> the twisting of the words. Yeah, yeah you know, he, yeah. he didn't lie. This guy is in charge. What's his name again? Orm. O-R-M. Orm. Yeah, this Orm. is an... <laughs> Not to bring this up again, but this guy also gave me a Sheriff of Rottingham vibe, too. Just the, like... From Men in Tights? From Men in yeah. Tights, yeah. Just like version, the guy yeah. in charge who just couldn't handle it. The, I am pissed off guy? <laughs> you're not careful you're gonna be pissed on but uh, yeah um breaking format we're covering robin and ben and tights next week yeah i would do it in a sec it would take me 90 hours to write notes for that uh and then just to kind of like jump ahead and catch people up olaf from the boat who's the chiefs and he's like the guy who's actually in charge of the area orm who we're meeting now is uh the guy who's just in charge while he's gone and they're brothers because it doesn't really get explained clearly until a little bit later. So I think just to explain the characters, I should bring that up right now. That Orm is just kind of the interim chief. Has anybody ever been in that position here where like your boss Where goes I was away? the chief to my village while everyone was <laughs> <Yeah>. non-raping and pillaging? <laughs> yeah, specifically. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like your boss leaves. So for a week or whatever, you're in charge. Yeah. That yeah, is yeah. the most thankless, pointless. You don't get any more money. You just get all the stress type of situation. No more money, all the stress. You have to do all this work. Nobody looks at you like you're the boss in the time that you're doing it. Nobody respects you. And then everybody hates you afterwards, too, because they think you're a scab. This is where we meet Hilder, who's the wife of Olav. So she's still there. And so Orm is uh, her brother-in-law. So she's upset at the news when she hears that they went along with the Attestoop. And she said that it's bad leadership to have these men die just because they don't have enough food. And um, this was like Orm's chance to do things the right way. And I thought that was pretty telling, but then it also kind of flagged me as interesting because if she thought that the way things normally go is wrong, that's how like her husband leads. So she's saying that like you should be doing it the right way. No, I, I think that, of that. She, no, I think that she was saying that he was screwing it up. Because her her husband wouldn't let that happen. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah that's the So maybe yeah. like okay, so like you know, if her husband was still there at the moment, there would be no need for an out of right. stoop or whatever. Correct. Okay. Right. All right. I guess, yeah. So that also goes to the point that I guess if there is enough food and if things are going well, you don't do an out of stoop. So it's not like a yearly thing or whatever. Because yeah, because you're only appeasing the gods when you need something. Apparently, right. Or, like, doing something for them. It's almost like a sorry for whatever we've done. Like, here's some bodies. Give us some oats. Yeah, the gods have a very large bloodlust. And uh, <laughs> he replies to her, Orm, by saying, you know, we need to agree to disagree, uh, which is something I decided to start saying. <laughs> it's like they, they keep injecting all these, like, modern terms into the show. And Just they're always like, out thanks. of place. But, yeah, but I like that. I I do like that every time they do it in this episode, they they definitely acknowledge and embrace that, like, we shouldn't be saying this here, so let's just, let's announce it that way. Without <laughs> kind of breaking the fourth wall. so straight, that whenever they do yeah. something totally sort of outside the realm, they always sort of wink and nod it. So Hilda's basically, like, calling Orm out and saying that you're only really doing this to ensure that everyone on the ship, like, doesn't make it back because you're the next in command. You're the chieftain if, um, if they don't make it back. And, you know, despite the fact that, like, his wife is also on that boat, and, you know, he's, he's denying that. And she's like, well, then we should at least be sacrificing, you know, slaves to the gods and doing something. And he doesn't want to do it. And I don't know. Do you feel like, like she was correct in that time that 
that was his like he just doesn't come off vindictive that way so i didn't know if like her assumption that he was deliberately trying to ensure the boat doesn't get back was like accurate no i definitely thought it was vindictive um did you yeah yeah that's why they even like hammered in that that's his dream is to be chieftain yeah that was yeah. The he wouldn't want the them thing. to come back because he he was trying to play it off, and she was like, "Well, isn't that your dream?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, you know, but no." Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I know that it was presented. I just felt that his character to me didn't feel he doesn't have that like evil air to him. So I thought maybe it's just that he's really bad at his job. Because anytime you see him later on, it's he seems to have a strong desire to be liked and included. So I don't know. I, he didn't come off as someone who would like stab his brother in the back that way. But yeah, I could I could be wrong there. Yeah, I guess it's hard when you get when you jump right into this because you don't know what anybody's relationships are yet. Right. So if you don't know if he would stab his brother in the back. You don't know if he doesn't give a shit about his sister in law. If he wants to be like, they have to give you enough of it to go along. And I, you get more of a personality as it as the episode goes on. But I think at this point you're a little you could go either way on it. Like you said, like you guys thought yeah. one way, Jay thought another way. And um, ultimately, Orm does agree to at least trying to sacrifice slaves as Hildur wants. Because she makes it very known, like, hey, listen, this is what all the people in the village want us to do, so, like, we need to be doing that. So he does reluctantly uh, agree. <laughs> Within seconds, you already hear Hilder, like, outside decapitating slaves. <laughs> like, it was like, the second he gave it the okay, the shot is just still on him, and you hear the whoop, like, from outside. I really love the still bloody stump. Like, they're just going so express when they do it that, just, like, put your head on the bloody stump is such a fucking nightmare. I, yeah. I just love though too when like she she's doing the um sacrifices how casual they are talking between yeah. Them. yeah well like when they first cut to it like you see her do one of them and you like see the decapitation but it's like done from afar and it's not like gory enough that it's like off-putting for the the tone of the episode because you just see like the body go down and they just like drag them off and then uh that's when they're like calling um that was like the second one they had done at that point so they're calling the third, which is going to be Kark, the the one slave that we've kind of gotten to know, you know, so far. So yeah, so now it's like Kark's like he's like on his knees with like his head to the stump, and uh, he's about to get decapitated, and like as she lifts her arms to like come down with the axe, like he stops her first, and uh, you know he asks like, "Are you sure you should do this?" Like, um, and she's like, "Well, you know, sacrifices aren't a perfect science, but you know, I'm feeling really confident about this." <laughs> And then um, she goes to do it again, and he stops it for a second time, suggesting, like, you know, maybe two's enough. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you don't want it to look like to the gods that you're trying too hard. And she's like, right, you know, I really appreciate your input. And, uh, <laughs> but, like, it plays you know, out like an office <laughs> conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, like, if <laughs> everyone works with people that aren't as smart as they think they are, and they're always the ones that have the most ideas for management. And then you have to watch somebody talk to someone far smarter than them. And then their smarter boss has to respectfully tell them in so many ways, like, that's a thank you for speaking, <laughs> but um, we're we not going to go that way. Input. Yeah. Yeah. It's just funny to see, too, and especially yeah. in this scene, like how accepting everybody is of death, regardless. Like, right. Even if, like, this slave's about to die. He's like, okay, well, you know, what if, like, you know, okay, never mind. Okay. Never mind. Like, he just, everybody's <laughs> cool with it. Yeah, like, like they if don't... he can get out of it, sweet. But if not, he understands his lot in life, and his lot is a nightmare. Right. It's <laughs> right, just like yeah. uh, it's like the the guy at the top who jumped off the the mountain. Like he didn't want to do it, but he's like, well, all right. Well, like if I have to do it, like you know, to Valhalla. Yeah, but right as she uh, she goes up for, like that third time, and when he's finally gonna get it, you just hear someone in the distance go like, "Ship, they're coming!" 
and um she looks over and she like drops the axe and like an inch from his face like she, she wasn't trying to sacrifice him but like just to set the axe back on the stump and it just like lands like you know inches from his face and he's you know looks a little shocked at that point i just love that he has like equipped for this too right he's like we should make a note of that the two sacrifices was enough yeah. like <laughs> yeah. he doesn't yeah. stop <laughs> making jokes and um you look over now and you kind of get this like heroic shot of all the vikings that were on the ship walking to the village and the family's all running up to greet them and you see all like this joy and hugging and happiness and while this is happening orm goes to walk up to his wife like freya who is one of the vikings on the ship and she just immediately puts her shield up so he can't <laughs> give her a hug could you at least pretend to like me <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's this like this is, is the moment where the show completely changes this is where like you were kind of going up the roller coaster and things were kind of weird and then from the second sh- they all get off the boat everything is fucking bananas the rest of the episode yeah because after she blocks the hug he's like uh he even tells her like yeah this is it's kind of awkward <laughs> and then he pivots and he just gives his brother a big hug who is the chiefs and the, the the actual chiefs and now that um he's returned and um He's trying to talk to them all, and he's like asking if there are any special moments. And Arvid says, <laughs> "Special no, it'd be, moments." And he's like, it'd, "It'd be really unfair to single out any particular moment because they were all so awesome." <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> rubbing it in his face. He yeah, he's there. like, there were lots of internal jokes. Yeah, this and, is uh, the best like Forrest Gump can't sit here scenario ever. Like they just right. blo- they ice this dude out so hard. Uh, and. Orm's like, yeah, you know, I would have joined, but, you know, my back was messed up at the time, but, like, but it's, you know, it's better now, so, like, you know, next time I'll, I'll be there for sure, and uh, I think that was kind of one of the more telling, that's when you really got a vibe for who Orm is as a character, it was, like, this whole scene, the way that they interact with him and treat him, yeah, yeah. it's just, yeah, like, the way that they all kind of shove him off the whole time and don't want him around, this whole scene, like, really drove that in. Which is weird because they put him in charge. Just because he's, like, the heir to the throne, yeah, though, he was it's, like, a bloodline thing, yeah. And he faked yeah, an injury to not go. Yeah, would have been. There were historically at that time there were queens in power. For yeah, Vikings? but it still has to. It has to be bloodline. Like that's like yeah, when the queen of England. Bloodline. Yeah, if like if the queen of England's husband had lived for another hundred years, if he had outlived her, he doesn't become the king. It still would have gone down to her son because it stays within the bloodline. Yeah, I guess that's true. So if anything ever happens to like Roman reigns, like the Usos take charge. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> So Paul Heyman never takes charge. No, it doesn't go to Paul Heyman for those. Of course, <laughs> see that's the problem. First of all, he started. left Paul Heyman. Can we Watch not do this, more. please? No, well, I do not want to do this. <laughs> Some people like wrestling and also yeah, and they're watch. not listening to this show. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know that. I'm sure so our, we make our, our Viking I'm wrestling fan is pretty next. close. Like. Yes, we should make that shirt. Actually, that's not a bad shirt. What? What shirt? I'm an, I'm an, S1 I'm an S1 U1 guy. guy. <laughs> we should. See, if you yeah. want to buy that, please let us know yeah, on let us social know, guys. media. Yeah, if, you'll wear an, if you'll wear a Paul Heyman <laughs> S1E1 shirt, let us know. S1E1 pod on Instagram. Be sure to give us a follow there. And um, so moving back into the episode, um, Olaf tells him that he should be proud of his wife, that she drove right into the pillaging and even did a lot of the raping. And this is, <laughs> this is one of the easier. She's like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> fact that she does the two... The two dicks motion is <laughs> yeah. this is where I well, lost it laughing. Arvid does it. Yeah, Arvid talks yeah, Arvid about how it. he's and like, she's I like didn't blushing ex- in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> she's blushing yeah. at it. Yeah, because Arvid's like, I didn't expect her to get that involved, but then you know, I saw her on top of a monk moaning and groaning, and yeah, that's when he's doing like the 
The double <laughs> J-O motions with his hands and his tumbles wagging around. Dance. We can make a TikTok out of this, right? Yeah. <laughs> they go boomerang or something. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Orm's face at that point was like, well, that sounds a little bit unnecessary. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you know, maybe a little unnecessary, but like, you know, if you were there, you'd understand. That's just like how these things go. <laughs> Everybody else is doing it. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> just the visual that with that i can't get over it you know so now they're like all walking off after all like everyone's finally greeted and orm asks everyone if they want to go back to his place uh for a while before the big party tonight um but his brother uh had basically has to break the news that there are all the people that were on the boat are just meeting up anyways before the party to reminisce he's like that- well, what do you want to what are you reminiscing about he's like well not like the most recent times but like the you know the beginning times when we first got on the boat that this part I- was so funny because they were like well you know you just got on the boat well you know we, we need to and when he asked them to bring his chair and they're like no we think that maybe bringing a chair is we don't want if everybody brings want chairs people. there won't be any room yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then and then it's, after it's not a bad excuse after he offers to bring sure. his own chair too he's like well what if i just stay outside and then anytime someone goes to the bathroom i'll talk to them <laughs> it's like he's so desperate to be part of this Three, two, one. No one else can come. Which also (laughs) made me lose my mind laughing. Like that was like what what was our big one when we were younger? Um, The nose goes. Nose goes. Nose goes. Yeah. Nose goes. (laughs) Moose ears. Nose goes. And that was the thing that I liked about it was like, yeah, the chieftain here. Like he he says, well, you know, I I heard someone say three, two, one. No one else can come. And just the one, the way he said it, like with such a straight delivery, like that was a. honest rule like hey you know the rules man three two one no one else can come but also like it was you know viking speak yeah yeah <laughs> and just the fact that everyone around him was agreeing like hey that's the rule including uh orm's own wife was like yeah, i'm sorry like th- those are the rules you can't come <laughs> yeah <laughs> i do like how he had to explain it to him be like you know if if, if we just if we ignore it then you know it's just going to be a uh, saying we just can't have that yeah <laughs> It's also uh, maybe a little weepy for, like, this is the first time in a show in a while where, like, I got the, like, oh, bummer about, like, the way the world is now, where it's, like, well, I can't remember the last time, like, going over someone's house before then a party or something, you know what I mean? Like, oh, we'll have a few beers at your house, and then we'll go over and do this big thing with everybody that seems yeah, like that the was pre-game. a years ago. Yeah, you don't do it anymore because there's no game anymore. <laughs> the pregame's usually the funner part. I usually have more fun, like, yeah, getting ready to go. I, look forward I, to always, the most, yeah. I think Ferg is probably with me, too. I always overdid it pregaming. When you go out to the bar or something like that, you're like, yeah, we'll meet up, we'll pregame, and I'm fucking wrecked getting into the bar for the first drink, and it's a so on the night, train yeah. throwing up immediately. <laughs> yeah. 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 So now that I'm a you know considerably older, I don't I don't pregame to go out anymore because my goal is no longer to like get obliterated when I'm out. It's just to like have a few casual drinks. When well, we were in the our goal of pregaming, anyway, the goal of pregaming is so you didn't spend a fortune when you were out on drinks. So okay, well, yeah. also true. When I can Which speak for, you still do anyway. If I was to speak on behalf of twenty-two-year-old Jay, the goal was to get as drunk as humanly possible. Oh yeah, twenty-two-year-old, all of us for sure. So, like, which is strange because if you went back to twenty-two-year-old Jay and asked him any one of those times if he was drunk, he would have said no. <laughs> well, <laughs> he would have. Jay was never death. drunk yeah. ever. I'm yeah. fine. I'm fine. So my, I so, <laughs> so my my pregame back then was. I would buy three 20 ounce bottles of ginger ale and like pour them down a little bit each. And I'd put three nips of Jim Beam in each one of them. 
So essentially, before I oh. left to go out, I would drink nine shots of oh. <laughs> yeah. of gym before, before I went out. Yeah, but all yeah, that I mean, ginger like, ale, you must have been super an, healthy. It's <laughs> yeah. a lighter degree now. Like, if we were going to a show or something and you end up at somebody's house, because the show starts at 10, right? And you're like, well, we're going to meet up at 7 to hang out anyway. It would always be like, get a 12-pack and everyone has a few. Like, that's like the adult version of it. But I've definitely gone, like, way too far, even not, you know, the past few years where you just gets away from you. And then you end up the place I'm here you're with be my own like, liter oh, of vodka. Well, Jay, you were there, right? Do you remember when we pre-gamed one of Joe's shows when he was going to play the Misfits? Put the Misfits. Oh, you guys didn't get in. We yeah, we didn't. We weren't allowed in. Let in. Yeah, we were. We were not twenty-one yet. We no, were with we one were like, person who was. I would say we were nineteen at the time. That sounds right. Yeah, and we. <laughs> we I think we we're in Haverhill, which is somewhere where it you was wouldn't in a bowling expect... alley in Haverhill. Yeah. It, which is weird because even oh. at that time with that lineup, you wouldn't expect the Misfits to just be playing a bowling alley in Haverhill, yeah. but um, that's where we were, and we were just drinking in the woods. I think we were chugging Bacardi Grand Melon in the woods behind a bowling yeah. alley. <laughs> well, I guess you did pick a liquor that does smell like vanilla Coke, so if anybody smelled your breath, you could be like, no, man, we're drinking vanilla Coke. I passed a sobriety test from a cop that day. I was not sober at all. I was going to say, <laughs> and, <laughs> and fun tidbit, yeah. guess Fooled who you. So now we cut back to Rufus, and uh, he's talking to one of the Vikings who's trying to, like, just get him to his new, like, living situation, which looks like a chicken coop. But uh, Rufus asks about his cape that uh, apparently he lent to one of the Vikings, and he said, uh, he's like, he said he'd give it back when we got to land, and uh, as he's talking about it, you see the man who's wearing it walk by, and he's like, hey, that's mine. He's like, it's yours? Uh, this is my favorite part of the whole episode, and I also right. love that the guy was such a shithead to him on the boat that he's like, I'm going to take this for now, but I'll give it back to you, and he believed him because he doesn't understand his situation. Yeah, he's just trying to get him to shut <laughs> yeah. up in the moment. Yeah. Like, I'm sad that we don't have that scene, too. <laughs> yeah, because when the Viking, like, claims, like, no, it's uh, this is my cape, and he's like, well, isn't that quite the coincidence if you and I happen to use the same tailor in Rome and have the same family crest? <laughs> I doubt that quite strongly. And, so uh, that, that is the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he yeah. doubles down. <laughs> the matter Just of won't fact let is. Yeah, and, and they start going back and forth a little bit more. And he's talking about how he's getting it all dirty. And he's like, oh, you don't like dirt? So this is when the Viking uh, sticks his <laughs> hand in his ass. No, who likes and, dirt? And, and AKA get, the Gordo scene. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. the Gordo scene. Because so, you get a little fart noise while this is happening, too. And he's <laughs> yes, just like. And he's, like, just squishing his finger in his ass because you can, like, hear that, like, as he's doing it. <laughs> he's straining, too. He's making a very pained face while he does at it. Fir at first, when he first did it, the way he went about it, I thought he was trying to shit into his hand. Me, too. Yeah, that was my yeah. first thoughts. When his hand came out clean, well, I wouldn't call it clean. When his <laughs> yeah. hand came out without volume in it, I was a little confused. Right. So, <laughs> and so, yeah, he does. He pulls his hand out of his pants, and he tells Rufus to open his mouth, which um, <laughs> he gets him to do pretty quickly by holding an axe to his neck. It's his and then he tone, just, though. It's like, open your mouth. Yep. Open your mouth. <laughs> Don't bite. And he, <laughs> he's so calm about it. And just shoves his finger straight into his mouth. And then rubs it around, too. He does yeah. the thing that, like, when, yeah. there's, when you think there's more Coke in the bag of Coke, and you're, like, rubbing it on your gums thing. Like, that's what he's doing to him. <laughs> Yeah, he's giving him which, the... Which, by the way, is gross, even though this guy doesn't really have shit on his finger. You know, like, the filming of this is still gross. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even if, like, even if that yeah. dude just, like, freshly washed and sanitized right before the scene, like, I don't want him to stick his bare hand in my mouth and, like, swish it around my gums and stuff like that. That's just so much. Yeah, it's a lot. I wouldn't be into that. And he's like, whose cape is it? It's yours. <laughs> he's like, yep, it's my cape. 
<laughs> that is what I really liked is as he pulled his hand out of his mouth, he gives him like a little slap with his like wet saliva covered <laughs> hand now. And then he just tries to argue through vomiting. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just keeps doubling over. And yeah, it's funny because like at this point, when I look at my own notes, it goes back to what Ferg was saying earlier. You should feel bad for him, but you just don't. <laughs> He's just such a shithead. <laughs> yeah, and you shouldn't like the other guy, but you weirdly do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know why I liked that dude in that moment. And if you're going to do it, be funny about it at least. <laughs> and as like Rufus is bending over, gagging from the shitty finger that was just in his mouth, he looks over and this is when he meets uh, Kark for the first time. And Kark's <laughs> just like, he's just like bent over this like piece of wood and he's, you know, he's about to get branded. So you just see like, you know, the hot brand go straight into his ass. And, and he's just screaming from it really quickly. But then he explains to Rufus that um, he only got branded because earlier he was supposed to get sacrificed. And, no, they didn't want him to think that he was too lucky. So they had to at least do that. <laughs> I love how accepting this guy is, especially. Like, yeah, this is just his forever life. Forever happens. Yeah. yeah after like, he gets the brand, he looks over. He's like, are we good? Cool. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Like, he's just like, just rolls with those punches. He's, he's been like, at it for a while. Yeah. He's not like he's not on his first day of being a slave like Rufus. He's you know he he's been at it for for a good bit. He he knows how it works. It kind of confuses me thinking back on it that uh, what's her face wanted to kill him as one of the slaves because you'd think that he would be like a fairly useful asset. He hasn't. He's like the reliable one they want. Well, you could you could argue that the most useful slave is the best sacrifice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, if you're just is it really a sacrifice? All if, the if shitty you, uh, people. Yeah. Yeah, you got to give the gods your best one. That's a I good guess call, that's Nick. true. Also, this podcast does not support slavery or no. Odin or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how I feel about Odin, but you just lost our Viking audience, you asshole. <laughs> I would say, I would say, as far as uh, rape and slavery, though, yeah, we're not on board with that. Not on board with that. I only pray to the god Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, I uh, Kark then like you know raises his pants and. Goes up to Rufus and, you know, he brings him over to, like, what's going to be, like, their living situation. I guess they're, like, bunkmates. I forget how he how he described it, but they're, uh, they're roomies now. You get um, Rufus asking, like, what kind of place are these inbreeds running here? This is where we cut to what I think is maybe one of the best scenes of the entire episode. This is when we get to uh, Orm and Freya at their house. Orm asks what's around her neck. <laughs> and she's like, it's a monk's necklace. It's, like, kind of a trophy of sorts that, uh, that I made. And he's like, is that a cock necklace? <laughs> he's it like, caught me off guard because I thought it was going to be ears or something, right? Like a traditional. Yeah. I didn't even think they'd go as far. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, mm-hmm. And he's like, are those from giant monks? <laughs> also, like, that was one day that was some set designer or, like, special effect guy had to, like, create Just a Just made a monk of, dick necklace. Yeah. <laughs> for a necklace. Like, that was how that, that person got paid for the day. What a job. Can you make a necklace of what looks like dried Fucking petrified dicks. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, sure. Actually, I, I think I might have one. <laughs> yeah, they look like peppers or something almost because of the way they're dried out and curled. They look like yeah. mushrooms. Uh, like dried, like shiitake mushrooms. Just the top of them do. Waka Orm says that they're like abnormally large, and you know, he's like if. If those monks were to get hard, all the blood would pass from their Should heads right too, down there. Should know, too, by the way, that these are not abnormally large penises. They are very no, average-sized penises, and he's yeah, obviously got average. a very small dick. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that was the running joke. I don't know how much size goes away from the penis after it's dead for a while. I don't, I don't know any of those details when all of the fluids exit from the body, but... um. 
any, yeah, anyways. Any pathologists out there listening? Anyone has pictures of uh, old, dried up, dead dicks that we could look at for comparison? Uh, send them over to Mike Gordon. Has yes. one he <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, they they have. Um, I mean, you could send me the dried up dongs. I don't care. That's uh, permission. That's permission. Uh, but I'm texting you have, right now. As we speak. <laughs> don't they have? Uh, is it Napoleon's dong that they have in uh, formaldehyde? Uh, I think you. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's Napoleon. That, really? yeah, that does ring a Why? bell. Why? Yeah. I field uh, yeah, trip. Let's go to. I'm assuming France. Uh, I can tell you where it is in a moment, but yeah, I believe that Napoleon's dong is on uh, on display someplace around. And I hope that's what the placard says in front of it. Napoleon's, <laughs> Napoleon's dong. <laughs> There's um, is it Iceland that has like the Dick Museum? I don't think it's called the Dick Museum, but that's essentially what it is. I've never heard of that. I was like, somebody has to know what I'm talking there's, about. Here. There's an article in the Washington Post titled "The Strange Journey of Napoleon's Penis." <laughs> it went on display in 1927 at New York City's yep. Museum of French Art. A reviewer present at the ex- exhibition from time described it as similar to a maltreated strip of buckskin shoelace <laughs> <laughs> or so i guess it, by that definition this norseman dick necklace was kind of spot on yeah yeah because yeah. napoleon is known to be small well i looked up dried penis and the first thing that pops up is like a thing about how to like Put lotion on it because you have dry skin. I was like, I'm not gonna look any further. Don't Google dry penis on your work computer, Joe. No, use my personal phone for that one. Dry penis? Wow. <laughs> That's the second mention. Twice. Wow. <laughs> Can we get a clear eye sponsorship? You think? I, think it's in the car I, don't think, I don't think we're gonna get one now. Uh, I, I like that uh, Orm also is like, you know, I know what a, a large cock looks like. You know, I'm dealing with the same tool, but th- these are abnormally large. There's something too, like the blood would rush out of their heads and they got hard and she's like, not in my experience. Yeah, that's yeah. not what I've seen. And I like as he walks off, he's like, you know, I feel really sorry for those guys having to walk around with something like that. What a handicap. What a handicap. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, a what a good, what a perfect <laughs> button on that, on that scene right there. It just goes to show you too, they're married and they've never fucked. Oh Yeah. Yeah, that's very oh, telling sure. at that point. And uh, now we cut to the party, and everyone's kind of lined up. It's like this long U-shaped table, I guess. Olav and his wife are sitting at the head of it in that big throne that we saw uh, Ormat earlier in the episode when he was in charge. Uh, they're just, like, making out at this part of the party. Um, and then Olav stops uh, to deliver a toast really quickly, thanking Odin for the safety guiding all of them home. And then they all raise and cheers and uh, yell skull, which is um, just their cheers, right? And that's just their way of saying cheers. Yeah, that's basically just like cheers. Yeah. I know that's like big and like, like I know like the Minnesota Vikings like chant skull. So like I know <laughs> that there's like, I know there's a correlation there, but I don't know like the history of the skull chant. I do love even in his speech, he uses it to take a shot at his brother run, <laughs> running the, the, uh, yeah. the tribe band like poorly. Yeah, he says that. Um, so it uh, it actually means it's cheers or good health. Okay, yeah, and then yeah, Ferg. Back to what you were saying. They were. Um, he said that like you know also we're cheering and celebrating the fact that we found a way west that will ensure that you know we'll never have to have a lean year again, no matter how poorly the substitute chieftain manages the village while he's away. <laughs> and uh, you get like this like group laughter from everybody there, like to publicly shame your brother like that and just have the whole village laughing at him for being shitty. And that's when we get the big chant of uh, shame on those who don't get drunk. And then, you know, the party commences. 
This party seems like a, a bit of a nightmare, though, because every time, like, how often somebody does something where they have to all stop to, like, be interrupted and, like, like skull again. Like, every and time. Yeah. Like, like, everyone's just so bummed out. Like, all right, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it. It's like being at a wedding and everyone wants to have a toast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay, all right, let's move on. So from there, we, uh, we cut to, like, Orm heading outside to, like, take a piss, and he wedges himself, like, pretty close in between these two other Vikings. While he's there, like, I think he does, like, a little peek ski at first, like, does a little glance, but I think it was a, a subtle. It's subtle, oh, because he now he's did. so con concerned about the uh, monk penises. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to, like, make small talk while they're all peeing, and he starts to talk about how, like, the, because of the hard wood benches that they're all sitting on, that his assicle is starting to fall asleep. <laughs> and it was like, what? And, like, I, I'm glad that the two Vikings next to him had the same reaction that I had when he first said that, because I didn't want this to be like just a thing that was normal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I what love he's them. essentially saying is he has a tail on his yeah. perineum? Yes. So, he says oh, I also love how he used the hole. word perineum. Yeah, he says perineum. <laughs> oh, he, I, I didn't understand any of that. I thought he was talking about the gooch. He is. Well, That's what the perineum is. That's what the perineum is, yeah. But he's saying basically he has something that sticks out of that. And and he specifically says that it wags when he's excited. <laughs> yeah, so he has like a tail. Oh. It's an okay. assicle, Gordo. What do you call it? You don't call it an assicle? That's what he calls it. He doesn't <laughs> know if there's a technical the name for it. <laughs> call it the taint or the gooch. Does your, does your taint wiggle when you're excited, though? I mean, I, I can wiggle it, but it doesn't wiggle uncontrollably. <laughs> like, I can, I can, you know, like, giggle. Like, <laughs> what I don't think you can. You can I do. Think I can. I think you can I do can. I can like use vagina muscle, muscle exercise. You, you understand? He has. He has a tail coming out of there. Right? Yeah, it's, it's not, an unnatural no, growth. The area. It's an unnatural growth. There is what he's talking about. That he thinks everybody has, but they don't. Oh, oh. But it's good I, to know that you can twitch the muscles down there because eagles. <laughs> I do. I mean, I can. I can. You know, flex them. You guys can't. You trying to do like crack walnuts down there? What's the point of that? I don't know. I just sometimes, you know, you get bored. You're sitting down and you just go, you know, whoop, 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 whoop. what? <laughs> so I can't like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Like, how, how do I, how do I even like, like describe that? You just sometimes, how you know, are you weirder than the Vikings? <laughs> Some people sit down and they read the great works of literature. Gordo sits down and sees what muscles he can flex unnecessarily. Yeah, kind of. Kind Fresh of, off but... of finding out that the guy in this episode has a tail, Gordo so somehow gave him a one-up. <laughs> you one-upped him on that. <laughs> I didn't think he had a tail. How did he have a tail in a gooch? He says it wags when he's excited. Like, <laughs> yeah, but... I just thought, like, you know, it was like, you know, like... And he, he like calls it an assicle because it hangs down from I his ass. it was just, like, skin <laughs> is what he was... I thought he was just talking about, like, maybe, like, an enlarged, bigger... Well, the, it's ambiguous for a reason, so... Do we ever find out? You guys watched it, but do we ever yes. find out? Yeah. Oh, you do. Oh, you do. Okay. Oh, well, that's all right. A I guess. Yeah. That's. I guess that's some motivation to go on. Okay. Now, one thing that I thought about in this scene, which we haven't touched on yet, is they filmed this show both in English and Norwegian. Oh, really? They would film every scene in English and then reshoot it and film every scene in Norwegian because it plays oh. Oh, in Norway in Norwegian. But now I'm so intrigued to see what the Norwegian word for asical is. And I'm like, oh, now I just want to see this episode in their native language for this one scene. I want to know what uh, three, two, one, no one else can come in Norwegian <laughs> yes. is. Yeah, because I'd actually use that in real life. I don't think I'd use asical. Is that, um, I wonder if we could do that on Netflix. Can you change the setting and, and watch it in an alt 
It's a good question. Language. I actually still have it open on my computer on Netflix, so I can check. Perfect, yeah, because when you watch a show that's a Netflix original or whatever, the, if you go through the credits, there's always like 20 pages of credits because they dub it for so many different countries. So I wonder if you have the ability or do you need to be like on a VPN? But what if you lived here and you spoke, you're no. a native speaker somewhere yeah. else? No, I don't think so. I think because people here speak different languages. Like right. They're not going to like like cut you out because you speak Spanish. Now the only, the no only audio option you. is you're in America now. <laughs> I'm not going to do it as we record, but maybe um later I'll try to use my VPN and move my IP to like Norway and see if it just pulls up the whole different version of the Where show. Where did you see that, Joe? That they did that? Uh, I forget. It was some article that I read about it oh. later, uh, the other day. Um, and just to close out that episode, as he walks away, I just want to uh, that scene rather. He gives them both like a little uh, arm grab as he walks off, like right <laughs> after he wipes the pee on them. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I, I like they, they were both like looking super uncomfortable. I also like too and, how that's like that that whole scenario was the equivalent of the guy using the middle urinal who doesn't need to use the oh, middle yeah, urinal. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's well, to an extreme thing, though. though. They have all that down. wilderness. Like, yeah, yep. pee it anywhere. He goes right between them. <laughs> then we get back inside and we see like someone new we haven't seen before. He's sitting and chatting with some of the other people around him, and um, his name's Olvar, and he's talking um. And while that happens, you see Olav gesture to Arvid to kind of head over in that direction. And Arvid walks over and he's being like kind of awkward and he greets Olvar and, and uh, Olvar's wife, giving her that nice little milady, explaining that, you know, that's how they greet uh, beautiful women on like in the West. And uh, they're Jordan. making. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're making like some small talk and you can see like Arvid's pretty uncomfortable at that he's point. He's kind of like the rickety cricket of this show. Oh, that, yeah. oh, the, um, Olvar. Yeah, I can, I Olvar, can kind of yeah. see that. They have like a very similar look early on at this point already. I, I have a pretty good idea where this is going. Did you guys pick up on it right away? I didn't. It and it was the second time I saw it and I didn't really pick up on it until it, oh, really? yeah, it, took, yeah. me, it took me to figure out. I couldn't figure it out until they said it. I, I feel a little dense yeah. about it, I guess, but I don't think I knew the specific end result, but I knew it was that general direction. I could tell by the way he like was very hesitant to like announce what he wanted to say. So Olvar asks if there's anything that, like, is there something you want to ask me? And then he's just asking him about his farm, which apparently is, like, the biggest in the village. Arvin's like, you know, I dig you. I always have. I always will. And, you know, I admire you for everything that you've accomplished. Olvar's like, oh, well, thank you. And he goes, skull. And everyone's cheering and, you know, drinks. <laughs> and, like, once everyone sips their drinks and, like, the noise settles down a little bit, Arvin's like, and that's why I have to challenge you to a home gun. Which um, I guess is like, you know, for I, to explain it, it's just like a fight to the death almost. Like it's a, just a like duel. Be, yeah, basically. Yeah, it's like the yeah. Viking equi equivalent of the, the duel. Property and uh, assets of the other person upon their right. death. Right. Wife included. Spouse. Right. And, <laughs> and then he uh, just replies, but you don't have anything. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. so bad when he said that. He has nothing to gain from that. He lives in a tent. He explained earlier he's got no. Right land know anything and that's why i think it was pretty like i remembered the scene from earlier and the way that they he spoke so i was like oh this is like the plan the so crazy it might work plan because it looks like it's kind of like a formality that might not be used very often because even the way he's talking is like well it's a rule and i'd be foolish to not take advantage of it like as crazy as it is yeah yeah so it seems like you know you both have to stake something but he has nothing to stake yeah so like for Olvar has like a beautiful wife and the biggest farm in the land and Arvin has nothing at all. <laughs> so he now has to fight this big brooding Viking to the death 
And if if he somehow survives, his life is just exactly the same. Plus a <laughs> and tent. This guy's like wrestler yeah. sized too. He's not like just yeah, he's a, a big, big guy. dude. He's like yeah. a humongous guy. And then yeah, so like everyone just starts cheering for the home gun, and um, and right from there we cut to the next day, and you see Olvar's wife, and she's like walking through, and she sees her husband hiding in a shed, and she tells him he he needs to go forward with this, like otherwise you're gonna just be outcasted by everyone, and you know bring great shame to me. And he says, Alvin's been bred to be a warrior since he was a baby. He's like, he's probably killed a thousand men. He's like, this is the first time I've even ever held a sword. <laughs> yeah. How is that possible, though? You're just a, a different place. Well, he's a farmer. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a not farmer. a Viking proper. He's just. Yeah, but if a he's farmer. a farmer, he's got to like kill goats and sheep and chicken and shit, right? They're not that's not, not the same as sword. killing a trained warrior, killing a goat that's tied <laughs> yeah. to a fence. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. All right. Did anybody else think this is kind of a bummer to have to do this the next morning? They have a party where they proclaim at the <laughs> very beginning that everyone yeah. has to get drunk, and then yeah. it, like it's light in the morning, and they're like, "All right, let's go fight to the death now." Like, <laughs> yeah, so I think especially the Viking like, way, though, aren't they like always partying and drunk? Yeah, but I like Olvar so. had no preparation. Like the other dude, like Alvid knew he was gonna like challenge him. Arvid, he knew he was gonna challenge him to this thing, so like he could at least be somewhat prepared for it. Whereas Olvar. He just was like, oh, cool, everyone's back home. Let's go to the party tonight. <laughs> and it turns like, hey, man, like, good to see you. Glad you're doing well. By the way, tomorrow morning, we're going to fight to the death, and I'm going to take your wife and land. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. kill you I and love, take your wife. See I you love, too, that you'll be hungover, get a bagel like, sandwich on the way out. I love after he challenged them, though, too. He goes, and I really respect you for all that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, his wife tells him, like, you know, it's 99% attitude, you know. And even as she's saying it, he's like, really? He's like, yeah, sure. Like, she doesn't even really believe that herself, but she's trying to be, you know, motivating him a little bit. She tells him, like, you know, just think a little bit outside of the box and maybe you could win. I love that he's aware, too. He's like, are the margins that small? Like, even yeah. he is bummed out by the fact. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, all right, I'll see you there. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm going to go with some friends. It's like, yeah, <laughs> your husband's about to get into, like, this fight to the death and to try to, like, keep his life with you intact and you're like, all right, I'll see you there. Hopefully things go well. I'm just going to meet up with some old friends though. So at this point, like she's, I was a little confused cause she's going in to give him the little motivational speech here, but she doesn't seem to care very much if he wins or loses. And to date, um, Olvid or Olvar, who, who's the farmer? I forget his name. Olvar. Olvar. It, it's a lot of close names. It's tricky. If yeah, I didn't to have date him in, in front this of me, show, he's the only one who has cared about dying. Yeah, I guess he doesn't have that warrior mentality, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. So I think Rufus would care. Yeah, but right. Yeah, but Rufus yeah. hasn't been presented with a situation with where he's going to be murdered yet. Yeah, yeah. 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 all he's he got a was situation like, where his life is equal to death, but no actual death. Right. He just got like a shitty finger in the mouth. Yeah, he hasn't been confronted <laughs> with it yet. Which honestly, <laughs> I'd probably Kill rather me. just fucking yeah, just hit me with a sword. I'll jump off the rock <laughs> at that point. Really, you'd rather be killed than have a poo finger? <laughs> yeah, in your I mouth? would take the poo finger. <laughs> yeah, take the death. poo finger. Come on, get real. I don't know. I don't want that poo finger. I'm horrified of heights. The idea of doing a stoop waffle is like, you know, not not good. Uh, you're. He says stoop waffle like stoop waffles. Yeah, those are de- those are delicious. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. think of the word. <laughs> Which like, are essentially just pastry filled pizzelis. Yes. Uh, yeah. That don't literally, taste disgusting. I was literally having this conversation oh, a couple like of days ago. Do? Stop. We're not going to get into this again. Wait, Gordo, do you think pizzelis are disgusting? Is that where you went with that one? 
Yeah, those are the anise ones, right? Or are those just well, the yeah, they, they are, but they usually have like a powdered sugar coating. They're delicious, by the way. Yeah, you see, and maybe those best. aren't the ones that I'm thinking of. There's ones that I'm thinking of that's just like biting into pure anise, and it's like, Bleh. but then there's like the 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 wafer ones that aren't so I bad. They're just I think meh. it's anise. By it the is way. anise. Yeah. I'm, the whole time I'm like, am anus? I going crazy? Why is no, why is no one anise. reacting to this? What? It's, it's anise. anise. It's anise. I, maybe, it's a, maybe it's a, a, a lost in translation anus. thing, but I've always heard it referred to as anus. I feel like I had an opinion, then all of you said it a different way, and now I don't know anymore. Like, now I'm not sure of myself. <laughs> I, well, I, well, how did you say it? I was just saying anus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that one's not right. I've, uh, I've always said anus. Anus, yeah. It's always I anus, said anisette, yeah. so like anisette well, cookies. Well, anisette so. has anise in it. That's why. Right, so yeah. that's why I'm saying. Like, yeah. I always have, like, I love anisette cookies at Christmas, so I, I always think of it as anise. I always yeah. heard it was called Star Anise. Boys, this is no way to keep our Norwegian audience. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah, we'll move on from this. We'll Whether look it up. Whether it's a niece or a nephew, let's continue on with the show. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> oh, that one really got Ferg. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so then uh, we cut to Arvid, who's standing in front of his house, getting ready for the home gun. And um, he grabs his sword and... He just goes like with one shot. He splits an entire. I think it was a boar, like <laughs> that's just like hanging. Yeah, just hanging by its legs. Pig. Yeah, it's like a George Romero level of uh, innards. <laughs> yeah, they show like all the yeah. all the yeah. intestines on the ground. But yeah, just like one whack with a sword and goes right through the. And I guess like to give you guys a visual, like it was hanging from its legs down, but it was probably somewhat like six feet tall like from uh from feet to, to snout yeah. so a pretty impressive shot and shows a, a little bit of a display of his power as a warrior and then uh right after that you cut to olvar who's like he's walking through the woods and he meets up with like this grim reaper witch doctor type person who he's like he confirms that olvar is there to exchange coins for poison before we even get further into the scene like i don't even know how to properly describe that character he had like black face paint with like stripes on him that almost made him look like an evil Oreo cookie. Right, um, cloak. Yeah, yeah. He, he kind of looks like if like Rob Zombie was trying to be a professional wrestler. <laughs> like it, it was a very interesting look for this guy. It sounds yeah. like zo- Rob Zombie trying to be Rob Zombie to me. <laughs> yeah, as long as he's not trying to be a movie director, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a very interesting look, and I didn't even know how to properly describe it to people listening if they hadn't seen Astro Creep. And I also thought, like, I don't listen. I don't know a lot about Viking culture, but like this character seems so out of place to me. Like, I wasn't expecting any of this. Uh, he's a shaman, like a like a Viking yeah. I think shaman. That, that was probably around then. Yeah, yeah. Well, he seems like a Merlin type character. You know, I, I think it yeah. makes sense to the time. So yeah, so he um, Olvar hands him these coins, and then. This witch doctor guy like asks him like he's like oh hand me a sword he's like don't send the sword over tip first he's like and then he says like easy child slowly which I was not expecting like that was <laughs> yeah. like very out of place in elementary school yeah like <laughs> very out of place for that character and then um so like when he has Olaf's sword he dips it in like like this like sack of what looks like it's filled with yellow mustard delicious <laughs> and it. Which he was, I hate mustard. I know you uh, do, because you're a freak. Uh, so first off, like, uh, it, he's told that it's, like, the most deadly poison he could find. But now let's get into the mustard talk. 
Mustard is disgusting. I hate it. Do we have to? Mustard? Yeah, I know. We don't really need to get into this. We We've go also already had now. the mustard talk on this, this fucking talk show. Before, yeah. We don't need to have it again. Yeah. Which episode did we have burgers, the mustard yeah. talk? It was oh. when we were talking about pretzels. Oh, we talked about it twice then, because we have, what is your favorite burger topping that dove, that dove <laughs> yeah, burger into? No more mustard. Been... Moving on. All right, well, no hold mustard. on. Just to recap, burger oh, talk cut the mustard with me. Burger talk. Burger talk would have been the wings episode. And I'm trying to think of when we talked about pretzels. For those who want to go back and listen to past episodes. I forget. Wasn't it uh, Steve Harvey? It or pretzel Steve talk? Harvey. Maybe. Mr. Cooper? One of those? I want it to wasn't say Cooper. It was, it was more recent. So how about this, guys? If you listen to our show, go back and listen to every single episode that you hadn't heard already and let us know. Which, when did we talk about pretzels? We have a friend on YouTube who's currently doing that, it seems. So maybe he can help us. Yeah, if you can help us out. Yeah, yeah. Sure, what, I, I, if you identify the episode, I will send you a special S1E1 care package. You just DM um, me I your don't have address. His, Gordo, can you pull his name up for us real quick? We, we do want to say we appreciate it. He's been uh, very active lately on our YouTubes and uh, commenting. It, it's JC something, right? JC Rocks, I believe. But yeah, I think that's right. Double check. Uh, J Rock. JC Rocks. Yeah. JC Rocks. So yeah, thank you, you know for all saying? the support lately. Uh, so yeah, if you can figure out who. Um, who is when we talked about pretzels? Like, go ahead and leave that in the comments. Yeah, we will. We will send you a a care package of some kind of S one. Just be a merch. bag of mustard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just send you packages of mustard. And then, uh, so <laughs> anyway, I would love to get to get to get back into this conversation. <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> It's S one E one written on a napkin and mustard. Like... <laughs> you killed Gordo. Gordo killed himself. I wasn't ready for that. How I'm picturing is that you get really excited. This poor guy, he's gonna get really excited. Then we sent him a care bag. He's gonna open it up. It's gonna be little packages of like mustard. <laughs> we'll be having a hot dog party soon. Oh god, I can't breathe. My eyes hurt. All right, your nads hurt. Is your ascles? So after this guy dips the sword in what looks like this uh, satchel of mustard, Olvar says, "I'll forever be in debt to you." And he and the guy's like, "Well, you gave me money, so." It's like it's a it's a figure of speech, isn't? He's like, "Yeah, I guess." <laughs> and that's just how that closes out. So now we get to the home gun scene. Am I saying it right? I've been saying home gun the whole time. Home, like, yeah, I don't. Home gun? You can put home your own gun? spin on these words. I don't think it matters. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, either, uh, none of us are speakers of the language. So Yeah, for those of you, can. I mean, we do have some listeners that are in that general area, and w- I'm so sorry for how much I've probably butchered all of these names and terms. Like, I'm, I swear, I'm doing my best here. So now everyone's standing in a circle with, uh, like, the two guys inside, and Olaf starts by announcing that uh, someone's going to be joining Valhalla soon. And uh, Olvar asks if he can get a quick word in first. And essentially, he's just saying that, like, you know, I know most of you don't believe that I'm going to win today. To all of you, I say, little strokes make great oaks. (laughs) (laughs) And then he holds up a little piece of, like, like a shim. Yeah. Is it fell great oaks? Is it little strokes fell great oaks? Was that what he said? I think so. Yeah, I like he, he said basically builds. saying like it might take. Oh, I thought a lot he said of... that. I thought he said little strokes make great oaks. I thought he said fell great oaks. Yeah, like, it's you know, fell great oaks. Is it yeah, like, okay? Yeah. So I heard you it wrong. A, a number of it'll take a lot of little strokes, but you'll eventually not. Cut that you makes down. more sense. That yeah. makes a lot more sense. Oh yeah. 
so in any in any event, he's like, "Is that it?" Then he tells Arvid that, um, you know, challenging me is the dumbest thing you've ever done. He's like, "Why? Do you have a secret weapon or something?" And you get this like little shot where they pan down to the that yellow tipped sword, and, glowing so brightly, like anybody. And I, honestly, that. at this point, I thought like that was going to be how this like goes. Like someone's going to notice it or something yeah. involving the poison is going to you know take place. And then, um, I thought he was gonna accidentally prick himself. If I'm being completely honest, I did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, where I, I thought it was going. Like something was supposed to happen here. And then uh, we got one last line from Olvar, which is, "This is the last thing I'll say to you: the harder you come, the harder you'll fall." <laughs> I was like, "All right, <laughs> like okay, now let's uh, let's get this going. Now that you're done with all these like little proverbs that you want to." spit out I mean, before we have this just, battle it's just funny because he's trying to just be immortalized with like a line before he kills someone like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah. a famous yeah so uh okay lots of fine words <laughs> so now we get them off too <laughs> we get the big countdown and it's just like three two one home gun and then quick sliced right in half <laughs> like the second it starts um I would not expect it to be that quick. Who would have thought the pig scene was foreshadowing? Right, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's like so, it was a practice swing. So yeah, just just to let you guys know, yeah, like uh Arvin, he just slices uh Olvar right in half, like immediately, and you just see the shot of him on the ground just like split in two. And uh and that's it. It was just like you thought you were gonna get this battle or some trickery with the poison, and no, it's it just went the exact way it was supposed to go, which I kinda like that because they built it up so you thought something out of the box is going to happen, but then it just ended the exact way it should have always happened. All stayed in the box. As soon as uh, as soon as it happens, everybody's cheering, but like including Olvar's now widow. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> she's like, stoked. You know, Olvar walks up to is now like what's now his new wife, and uh, they they do like a <laughs> bit of a little hug, and she's like, "Wow, you're so strong!" And then he just like grabs her tits. <laughs> And like <laughs> looks he looks over at Olaf for like approval and he's like giggling as he's like holding on to them. <laughs> yeah, she's like, kiss me. So he goes for this like little quick peck, and again he's like he's so like he's maybe, I guess Yeah, it's funny because like I was gonna say like maybe he's never been with a woman, but I guess like when he's away he rapes and pillages all the time, right? So and not um, a lot of kissing is, going on. <laughs> I guess yeah, yeah th- this is his first like relationship. And um so he looks over you know, for like Olaf for like approval and Olaf points at his tongue really quick, and then Olivar goes for like another kiss. Only he's just like tongue out, like he's just approaching her with his tongue like, already out of his mouth. Tongue darts her. Yeah. So, but yeah. she meets him yeah. the same way. So now they're just like touching tongues outside of their mouths. It's like very uncomfortable and awkward. He's still holding her boob at this point. <laughs> Was he still holding? I didn't even notice <laughs> yeah. it at that point. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't let go. I was so distracted by like the awkward kiss, <laughs> and then like the villagers cheer, and then like. They just walk off together and like he keeps like looking back as he's so happy and you know at the top of the episode like he explains like he wasn't excited to go home like all he had was being a viking and right, pillaging. Yeah. So now he has like a wife and land and all this but it's the same thing like what Rufus, right? This guy Olvar did nothing wrong and he was just murdered brutally in front of everyone <laughs> and everyone's yeah. just like cool with it and now he's just dead. And everyone's just cheering on, like, Oliver as he walks off to take, like, his you know, new land. You know what, too? At this point, um, I never realized until this point in the episode that this was the plan they were talking about in the first scene of the show. Yeah, that's yeah, so crazy. I didn't, crazy I didn't it might yeah. that together for some reason until here. I was like, oh, this was the plan the whole time. I get it now. 
<laughs> yeah, like that's why when they were at the party, he was like looking at him, like, go on, go on, talk yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was a really funny because this is how that's the end of the episode is them just walking off together. Yeah, I didn't so expect I, it to end. I will say, like, right like, there. It, I complained about it being too long, but at that point, I was like, I could go another five minutes. I want to see where this is going. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was just so hard. And I'm sorry, I didn't even look up the character's name, but like Olaf's wife. Liv. It, Liv? Yeah, Liv. Yeah. Uh, it was just, it was so weird because I just couldn't understand where she was coming from the whole time because it happens and she's like giving her husband the little pep talk, like I said, but then doesn't even show up with him. And the second he dies, there's like no remorse or shock. Like, well, it's I a just watched my husband dead. You'd have to yeah. watch more of the show too to understand her character because she's just another piece of shit. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of got that she was almost in a way uh, shady herself. Yeah. When she was saying about like, oh, well, maybe you should think outside of the box. Like, she's kind of crafty herself is what I was getting at, but maybe not as scummy. Yeah, like she's the wife of the man who had the largest farm in the land, right? So Correct, yeah. And yeah. I guess like as, on an aesthetics level, if you were to look at the two of them, you would think that this doesn't make sense. Like the two of them don't look like they should be a couple necessarily. Like she's a little out of his league. So <laughs> maybe well, his wealth and what he had kind of is what brought her to him to begin with. If you look at it this way, now she's still with the the guy with the big the best biggest farm in uh all the yeah, land right, yep. and he's a jacked warrior yeah now he's like a big <laughs> respected viking yeah but yeah that's uh that's the close of the show guys anything else you want to bring up aside from the fact that this really made me want to go to that part of the world no it just it just yeah. seems so nice over there it seems yeah it i don't, I don't want I you to like... get pillaged and raped so please don't go <laughs> do you feel like everything you ever see in the news now or anything about like anybody ever brings up about norway is like black metal and like everything is just sort of dark and cold and then this is just like oh look at this green beautiful lush place anything i've always seen of like norway maybe i get a lot of travel stuff but like i always see like the pictures of the fjords and like the glaciers and stuff and it looks just unreal over there like it just looks let's take an s1 e1 road trip well not a road How train trip. Just a- <laughs> Roll up the windows, boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Vacation to Norway. We'll take a Fjord Bronco. <laughs> I was going to make a Fjord Fiesta joke earlier, too, and I forgot. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, we cover the whole episode. Um, it's funny because to talk about it, this was like, um, we brought it up earlier. This episode's almost 31 minutes long versus a lot of the basic typical like televised sitcoms that we watch which all hang around the 22 minute mark but to talk about the episode we got through it a lot quicker than we normally do because i think it's just it's a lot it's just dialogue based so like the actual actions that happen within the episodes it's not a lot there so we're just kind of talking about the scenes it's just it's kind of funny to see something that's so much longer actually get uh, right, discussed yeah. in, a, in a tighter time period so I guess there's really nothing else to do but move right on to our uh, green light or cancel. So I'm going to go in the order that I presently see you in. Joe, I'm starting with you. Um, yeah, so I mentioned earlier I had some preconceived notions about this, and I really need to stop doing that because 99% of the time when I do that, I end up coming out really enjoying myself with the show. The same way I didn't care about football, I didn't really care about Vikings, but this also really got me. When he put the finger in his mouth, <laughs> they had me. There was like no turning back for me. I didn't. I wouldn't care if the rest of the episode was all darkness and no volume. 
and I still had to watch the last 10 minutes. I laughed hard enough at that that I want to see where this goes, and that's a green light. Nick? Yeah, this show is... um. It's another one of those unique shows. I feel like it's a little bit outside of the box as far as, you know, even though it's not maybe technically not a sitcom, it's still a comedy, but they all kind of get lumped together. I think this one's really different and it's um, it's fun. Ferg made the Monty Python reference earlier, which I never really thought about myself, but it's definitely there. It's 100 uh, percent got that vibe. Yeah. But like I said, yeah, it's just it's unique. It's hilarious. It's dry in all the right ways. They managed to somehow, you know, within all this humor, wedge a good story that I want to see unfold, too. So it's just one of those shows I want to keep watching, even though I've, I've seen most of this show already, but I'm going to start watching it again. So big green light. Ferg. Yeah, green light for me. Um, I always loved this show since the first time I watched it, but um, I, I love the physical comedy of it, but I, I love the dialogue in it, how they just. They have casual conversations like it's normal about really extreme things. It's, that's just a Viking's life. Like, we would be talking at the water cooler. And that's what, like, the whole show is like. Also, I just want to point out that, like, the show is basically the equivalent of, like, one of those, like, 80s sports movies. Except the bad guy won in the end. <laughs> like, instead of, like, instead of the, like, nerds coming coming out victorious at the end. It's like, I did it! Nope, <laughs> just gets cut in half. And it's just hilarious the way they did it. And all these, like, characters, like we said, you should be rooting for. Like, they, they just make you root for, like, the worst people in the world. And it's just, like, it's such good, like, character development. So, easy green light. Gordo. Yeah, this is a green light for me, too. Uh, from the second that they started talking on the boat with the slave, uh, Riker or whatever his name was, I forget his name, Rafiki, the, the first guy, and and you just the the dialogue, just the way the flow of the conversations, and then you add the physical comedy, you add the the dick jokes, you add the the asticles and all that stuff. Like, how could I say no? So it is a green light for me. You guys said it all, you know. So I agree with everyone here. All right, so down to me. Uh, you know, I almost wanted to cancel it based on my feelings that this might not be a sitcom. But generally, the show, outside of that, I have to give it a green light. I went in it like Joe. I, I definitely had a negative thought getting into it. This just wasn't my type of show, not the kind of thing I normally watch. But the humor and the delivery of it I thought was really good. I was laughing when the dick necklace and the assicle and all that stuff. I mean, it's a lot of like caca poopy humor, but done very dry in, in a way with the... That on a show that's shot beautifully the whole time, which is like really what sets it apart. If this show was made to look like a more standard sitcom, it wouldn't work the same way. Like it needs to not fit the look of the show for the for the brand of humor to work the way it does. Um, so it's a green light for me. And on one little tidbit I kind of want to get into before I close out is the fact that it does have a different name here and we call it Norseman. And that it's Viking game in Norway. And, and I can't help but wonder if that's because here we have a show called Vikings. Because Viking game literally just translates to the Vikings. So I, I couldn't help but wonder maybe that's why they had to call it something different in this area. Maybe they didn't want people to get confused with Viking Quest starring Johnny Drama. <laughs> but uh, Vi Vikings, I know it's a very... Po I've never watched that show. Have you guys watched oh, it? The History no. Channel one? 
No. Like the real show Vikings. Uh, WWE superstar Edge is on that show. Yeah, that yeah, has so to be it. It's terrible. Viking means <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Viking game means the Vikings in Norwegian. Yeah, so, like, so that's why I thought maybe that's why they went with the name swap here. Hey, no one brought this up, but that was our dumb high school mascot, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, our high school that mascot was, was the Viking. Yeah, the Winthrop Norseman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah. Every second of this show was a lot more fun than all four years of that school. We should you start taking funny? the Actually, old people to the top of the water tower. Yeah. Now, now that you mention it, it never like it's just clicking to me now. I I want that so badly now, Nick. It's like we should have talked about this before the we did the green lights. But now that I'm thinking about it, we we were we were the we were the Winter Vikings growing up. That was our mascot. Isn't it kind of crazy that like our school didn't have a skull chant for things like in sporting events? We never did that. I, yeah, I mean, I never went to the sporting events. Many people so. were using skull products. You never went to like any high school football games when we were in Not high school? really, honestly. No, we were always really? down the no. parking lot. <laughs> the whole Viking like thing, like the popularity didn't exist then. Like it was just like yeah. a team, yeah. so people didn't know that shit. Well, like we I said, the nice. Minnesota Vikings already did it, so like it, it was out there in like did sports they? world, but. Yeah. Oh yeah, but, they've been doing that for a while. But anyways, we'll we'll move on. So anyways, guys, five for five to Norrisman. Congratulations. You guys live on to see an episode two. So congrats on that. But that's it. That's all the time we have for this week. I'm gonna do the speech again, guys. Please go to s1e1pod.com, follow all our social medias. Our listener accounts have gone up and up and up, and we are more than appreciative of it. Uh, it means a lot to us to see that uh, we're getting more engagement and more people listening and that's so great. But if you guys could please go to our social medias, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and do all that stuff. Engage with us there. That does a lot for us. We want to know what you want to hear. So talk to us. Tell us what episodes you want. Tell us what you like about what we're doing, what you don't like, and we'll adapt. Um, so thank you to all of you. Please, again, go to s1e1pod.com. Rate, review, do all that fun stuff there. But that's it. That's all the time we have for this week. We'll catch you next week. Thank you. Goodbye. I think we got the best mustard episode. The mustard man, woo woo, da da, boop 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 boop.